Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you. It is Tuesday. That means it's a Mike Tomlin press conference Tuesday, a Tomlin Tuesday. And Mike Tomlin had a lot to talk about, whether we were talking about the Tennessee Titans game from week seven or the upcoming game against the Baltimore Ravens in week eight. As he always does, he starts the press conference with an injury update. I think a lot of fans thought the worst in in regards to the Steelers injuries. You think about the players that left the game at some point in time in week seven, you had players like, um, sorry, Chooks Okorafor. You had players like Deontay Johnson and you had players like Robert Spillane all leave for unique injuries and although they all came back, sometimes those injuries, maybe maybe they got a shot, maybe they figured something out or just played through the pain. Sometimes those things can linger and it can put their availability, we'll put it that way, in doubt going into the next week. However, Mike Tomlin said no, nothing about any of those players during the beginning portions of his, of his press conference. Uh, he didn't mention Johnson, Okorafor, or Spillane. He did say that Chris Wormley left the game, and he did leave the game with a knee injury. It's being evaluated. They don't know what that's going to be for him or what it's going to mean for his availability. Uh, Jordan Dangerfield suffered a quadriceps injury. He's their special teams captain, so that's a big loss if he's not able to play. But again, they're being evaluated, and they'll see how it goes. He did say that the two players that missed the game on Sunday in week seven, Mike Hilton with a shoulder and Derek Watt with a hamstring. They could be back at practice. And again, their availability 
at practice is going to dictate whether they'll be able to play on Sunday. So keep an eye on those injuries and my injury report podcast, which will start tomorrow, Wednesday in regards to whether these players are going to be back or whether they are not going, not looking like they're going to play now later in the press conference, because we're talking about injuries, Mike Tomlin was specifically asked about Roberts Blaine's shoulder because it was very clear that after the big goal line stand against Derrick Henry, Spillane left the game. You could see his shoulder dragging a little bit. And he said that although there might be some small little, uh, there might, it might be lingering a little bit. He said that uh, he's fine. Shoulder is fine. Shouldn't hinder him from practicing this week. Uh, so that was good news. Good news on the injury front. I, I honestly feel like those injuries that were stated, you're talking about Wormley, you're talking about Dangerfield and Spillane being okay. And him, him saying that all other injuries were considered bumps and bruises typically associated with the play of football. That's really good news for the Steelers heading into week eight. If they can get Mike Hilton back, if they can get Derek Watt back, that can be a huge boost for this team at some key positions. All right. With, with Watt, before I go on with Watt, with special teams, you think about if Jordan Dangerfield can't play. If you get Derek Watt back, you're getting one special team ace back while the other one is hurt. All right. So then he went to recap the Tennessee Titans game. He said that he was really happy with quality play in all three phases, offense, defense, and special teams. He emphasized special teams, talking about Ray Ray McLeod's returns, as well as Jordan Berry's punts. He said he didn't have to punt a lot, but he was very happy with his punts when he did. He's back in the fold. They got rid of Colquitt, and Barry is the guy. It seems like Tomlin was very pleased with him after his first action of the 2020 regular season. He did go on to say that, he thought the Steelers, especially in the first half, had really good ball possession. They were converting on third downs. In the second half, they, they kind of got away from that. They struggled more on third downs, but ultimately he liked what he saw in that category. He said that they went into the game with a clear, obvious intention of minimizing Derrick Henry, and he felt that they did that. He actually, Mike Tomlin, took the blame for the 73-yard catch-and-run touchdown by A.J. Brown. He said, I take the blame for that. A.J. Brown was not going to play against the Steelers in week four due to a knee injury. And so when they were doing their initial prep for the Titans, they didn't have a focus on him and he didn't. In other words, in my opinion, when I heard him say this, I took it as they weren't really preparing for AJ Brown. They were preparing for the passing attack, but not really putting an onus on him. And because of that, they might've, you know, something might've gotten lost in translation or Slipped through the cracks. Nonetheless, he took blame for that big pass. Then he went on to the Week 8 opponent, the Baltimore Ravens. That's right. The Steelers, only their second divisional game in Week 8. And this is going to be at M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore, Maryland. 1 o'clock kickoff. And he said it is their third game of the week in a row. Going back to Cleveland, then Tennessee, and now at Baltimore. He said that Baltimore is a top-notch team. They have familiarity and continuity, two things that are really, really important in this rivalry. They're a physical, rough, and tumble group. We all knew that. Defensively, he talked about Queen, the rookie inside linebacker out of LSU, said he's been doing a great job. He talked about Humphreys, the secondary, the cornerback. He said he is a defender. He's not just a cornerback because they can put him at the safety position in the nickel. He is. He said his ball awareness, meaning knowing where the football is in the ball carrier's hands and knowing how to get it out. He said he is the best in the National Football League at causing those types of plays. He also talked about Calais Campbell, who was an addition to the Ravens this past offseason. They did just get Ngonkwe, um, 
from Minnesota via trade. Not sure how much he'll be able to, he'll be ready to play this particular week, but that's another player that they're going to have to deal with. Next, he went over the offensive side of the ball. He said, look, Lamar Jackson, it starts with him. He is the guy. He's the straw which stirs their drink. He said he's a runner, he's a play extender, and he's also a passer. And they need to be ready to defend all three of those facets when they're talking about Lamar Jackson as a quarterback. But he also went on to talk about the three running backs and how they're all running well. Edwards, you have the rookie and Dobbins, and obviously you have Ingram as the veteran. All three said they utilize them all, and they are a very diverse running back group. Now, Ingram did have an injury leading into their week seven bye week. We're not sure. We'll see what their injury report looks like on Wednesday as well. He did say that they have a different challenge. It's it's a different, obviously the, the, the goal is the same. Stop the run. The Ravens set records, NFL records last year is the best rushing team in the National Football League. He said, but they have a different challenge based on the fact that it's not the same as Tennessee. It's not the same as Cleveland. Cleveland, it was Kareem Hunt. Or if Nick Chubb was there, it'd be Nick Chubb. If in Tennessee, it's Derrick Henry. This, you have to defend Jackson and all those other running backs that I just mentioned. It is a different challenge, and he said that makes it much more difficult. Then he went on to the question and answer segment. He was asked about James Conner and his health and how it was about this time last year when Conner got hurt against the Miami Dolphins on Monday Night Football. He said, look, we have to take this one week at a time. He's healthy right now. They have have been very pleased with how he's been playing this year. And of course, he had to drop a Tomlinism. We don't live in our fears. In other words, we're not going to change our game plan. We're not going to change the way we handle the running back position just because we want to keep James Conner healthy. If they need a heavy dose of Conner like they did in week seven where he got 20 carries and the second best rusher was um, none other than Benny Snell with two, then that's what they're going to do. Talking about the wide receivers and and as he was asked, what exactly do you see? Is this in game or is it on tape? When he talked about the hot hand, who has the hot hand for the Steelers wide receiving core? And he said that honestly, they get a feel for who they think is going to have the best matchup. And this is a lot of it's based on schematics and what the teams that they're playing like to do defensively. He said they can find that out leading up to the game. So going into the game, the Steelers have an idea Chase Claypool, this is going to be your week because if they they will see if we do this, this team will always counter with this. And so when you saw with Claypool, when they put him in the slot, a lot of times he was covered by a linebacker. And if he was out wide, they were shifting a lot of coverage away. That's how they get those matchups. They see that on film. So as very honest answer that they a lot of times have that known before the game was asked about the throw to pass ratio. In week seven, obviously, they threw the ball 49 times, only ran it about 25. Not the balance that we're used to seeing so far this season from the Steelers. He said that being a pass-happy unit or throwing the ball more was part of the plan. He mentioned those high-percentage passes that are basically an extension of the running game. They needed to have a diverse attack. He said they need to continue to have a diverse attack based on the fact that the Steelers cannot be predictable offensively. The more diverse, the more you can do the tougher you are to defend. Vince Williams was the next question and asked about how has he improved? How has he gotten better? He said he's gotten more consistent, but it's because he's gotten more opportunities. He talked about last season, how 
Vince Williams was a part of a three-man rotation with Devin Bush himself and Mark Barron. Well, Mark Barron is out of the equation now. There's no rotation. He's on the field more. He said he doesn't feel like Vince Williams has changed that much. He's just being being given more opportunities, so to speak. He's been very happy with the way Vince Williams is playing so far this season. He was asked about the Ravens' additions on defense in regards to does it change the way that they do things. And he said, look, the Ravens acquire talent to fit their defense, and someone like Calais Campbell, Campbell, who he used as an example, fits all schemes. He's a guy that any team could pick up and find a way to utilize them. He said the Ravens are a smart organization. He knows Wink Markendale very well, and he said that he's going to find guys that just not, not only fit the defense but are quality football players. Then it was asked about Lamar Jackson. Crazy little thing about Lamar Jackson is when you think about it, he's only played against the Steelers as a starter once in his career. Now, he's only going into year three. We realize this. But last year, don't forget, he played the Steelers in week five at Heinz Field. They sacked him five times in that game. And he didn't play in the week 17 game because they had locked everything up. The Steelers ended up playing Robert Griffin III in that season regular season finale. But they asked him, you know, what exactly does that mean in terms of the fact that he hasn't played against them? Are they going to lean, glean on what they did last year? He said, look, we're only focusing on what he's doing right now. So they're definitely looking at Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense. What are they doing now? Well, they're not going to focus too much on what they did last year. They're going to focus on 2020. He was specifically asked about Robert Spillane and his play. He was asked about the shoulder, which I already mentioned, but he was asked about his play. He said, I feel like Spillane is getting better every single outing. The more physical reps he had, he said he's a smart player. He's athletic. He said he's a guy that the, the more he plays, the more they get him on the field, the better he is going to be. And so far, so good for Robert Spillane as he's going into his second game as a starter this Sunday in Baltimore. He was asked about the Ravens' usage of their tight ends, mainly Mark Andrews. He said he's a monster on those possession downs, third downs, the red zone, in their no huddle or their hurry up. He said that's someone they are definitely going to have to you know, really focus on. But when he was asked, do the Ravens do something unique to the NFL and how they use their tight ends? He said, no, I don't think so. There's other units. He mentioned the San Francisco 49ers with George Kittle who do very similar things at the tight end position. Other questions. He was asked about Baltimore's secondary, very physical group, very physical group with Humphreys and Marcus Peters, um, and he brought up Jimmy Smith. He said it's a rock-solid group. It's a big component of this game is will the Steelers receivers be able to handle the physical nature of the Ravens' secondary? If you look at what the Tennessee Titans did in Week 7, the the Titans were giving them a ton of cushion, basically saying, we'll give you the underneath stuff, but we're not going to get burned over the top. The Ravens are typically a group that's going to play a little bit more man coverage. They're going to play physical. The Steelers beating that coverage is going to be huge. They asked, is this game of the week being the third straight game of the week, as he put it? Does that help you at all? The fact that you played Cleveland in a big game, you played Tennessee in a big game. He said, it may, if it helps at all, it only helps in a matter of prep. Meaning the kids that they are on the team, and I say kids because they are young, number one, but number two, the more inexperienced players, they're going to be, they've already been a part of a big game. Think of a guy like Chase Claypool. You know, you have a big game at home against Cleveland. There's going to be some, not anxiety, but there's going to be some butterflies. There's going to be some nerves. Well, you just went on the road to play Nash in Nashville, Nissan Stadium, the Tennessee Titans. It was five five and zero versus five and zero. That's a huge game, a huge experience. Now, 
I don't think anything is going to match going to M&T Bank against the Ravens because it's a division game. There's a lot of there's a lot of bad blood between these two organizations. But at the same time, he thinks that the two weeks, he said, when we get on the field, it's not going to change much. But ultimately, the prep leading up to it, he thinks that it will. He asked about the defense and and what is, what is it about the Steelers and the Ravens in terms of the defense has been their calling card. He said, we've always felt, he said, both organizations follow the same philosophy. If they can't score, you can't lose. And that's true. These two defenses are going to be good. It's going to be a very, very good matchup. And lastly, he was asked about Ben Roethlisberger's interceptions. Obviously been through three on Sunday against Tennessee. That's his ups his season total to four. He said he's not concerned at all. He mentioned that the tip pass, that happens as part of the game. He mentioned that at the end of the first half, they were just kind of throwing the ball up for grabs. You can you can argue whether that should have been the focus there or not. That's definitely something you can discuss. But ultimately, he said that he's not concerned. He wasn't even concerned about Roethlisberger's pass to Juju Smith-Schuster. He said that he threw it to a guy that he has a great rapport with who's made a ton of combat catches, including in the game on Sunday in Week 7 at Tennessee. He had no problem with that throw being made. There you go, folks. There's the nuts and bolts of the Mike Tomlin press conference on Tuesday leading up to the first Ravens game. The second Ravens game will be on Thanksgiving night at Heinz Field on Thursday night football. So that should be a lot of fun. This one should be a lot of fun. I really hope that you follow us on all of our audio platforms or wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, doesn't matter. Follow us so that you don't miss a thing. Make sure you check out all of our morning podcasts like my Let's Ride on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Tomorrow we'll be talking a lot about this Ravens rivalry. And then also all of our PM shows like the Steelers Hangover, uh, the Know Your Enemy podcast, some really, really good stuff. And as always, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of said website. In the meantime, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.